Hello and welcome to the to today's episode of Let's Listen in Love. We hope you're having a great day and a great week. My name is Kimberly Cheris and beside me is Aiden Bellergeau, who is 17 and is here to share her story about mental health. We are so excited that she's willing and ready to share her story and we thank you guys for joining us in this conversation today. We do encourage you to listen to our previous episode if you've not already. And if you've not followed us on Instagram at Let's Listen and Love Pod, we really do encourage you guys to do that as we post more content on there than we do on our podcast. So we're actually just going to go ahead and turn this conversation over to you, Aiden. Why did you want to come on here and share your story today? Definitely. So the main reason that I love sharing my story is just that to show people that there is hope because um, a lot of people struggle with mental health. And when you're struggling with mental health, it kind of is easy to lose sight of the fact that it's going to get better. Um, and I know that that was the story with me. And so I love sharing my story to show people that, yes, mental health is a real thing, but there's also hope to one day not struggle with it um, and to one day find that joy and that um, peace again and just to be able to enjoy everyday life. Um, so I love sharing my story to just show that there is hope and that there is going to be a day when you won't struggle anymore. That is a beautiful message. And thank you so much for having that heart and coming on here and telling everybody um, about healing with mental health. That is our goal for this podcast. So thank you for being our first interview for this. Um, so when did you start recognizing that you were struggling with anxiety? So I normally, when I tell this story, it's normally around the age seven. I truly believe that it was before that, but I just didn't understand what was happening until age seven. Um, growing up, there was always little things that would just freak me out. And I honestly didn't know how to handle it because I was so young. Mm -hmm. um, so little things would freak me out. I would just, the dirt on the ground, I would just start panicking over it. Mm -hmm. um, so it started to really kind of become a real deal that everyone else recognized around the age seven. Though. Um, but I truly believe I've had it all my childhood. Um, okay. So when did you start seeking some help or some treatment for this? So immediately my parents kind of became concerned and they immediately put me in therapy to start help me to learn how to deal with and handle the situation when I did start panicking. Little ADD Aiden did not like therapy. She was like, get me out. I want to go play and did not ever practice any of the coping mechanisms that they helped me with. I was just not about therapy. So yeah. it was more around age 12 when I started to um, go to a doctor to try medication because therapy was not going to work for me. I was not practicing the coping mechanisms. I was just go, 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 not wanting to slow down and just do it. Um, yeah. So around 12 is when I started to seek out medication. Yeah. And as you grew up or as you grew, grew older from age seven, did your anxiety symptoms worsen or did they just kind of become like a normal part of your life? So they, till age 12, they were pretty steady, pretty much the same. Right around when I started trying out medications, my first medication trials were kind of a fail. Mm -hmm. um, they, I turned very aggressive. I turned very depressed. Um, and it kind of led into a downward spiral from around age 12. And age 12 is the first time that I ever struggled with suicidal thoughts, mm -hmm. which looking back is way too young to be able to struggle with yes. that. Um, yes. But it started out very young. Um, around age 12 is when the first spiral happened and it started to get bad. Um, 
it was definitely bad before that, but it kind of spiraled fast at age 12. Would you say that the spiraling was a result of the medication or just going through that medication trials and not trying and trying to find the right medication for what was helping? I believe that the medication, I have always had very bad anxiety surrounding medication, which is so ironic considering that medication is going to help. Um, yeah. But I have always struggled with just trusting medication and that it's going to be okay. Um, just the idea of putting something foreign in my body just always freaked me out. Um, so I really struggled with the idea of taking medication. So that kind of spiked my anxiety a little bit, just the idea of taking it. Um, and then the trials not going well, kind of just let it all, let it loose, honestly. And it was just rough from there on out. Yes. So after you had your first medication trial, did you just kind of like cut medication off completely or did you try to did you push through and kind of continue to move forward when trying different medications? So my first couple medication trials were bad, but I kind of pushed through that to find a medication that worked for the depression side because with having anxiety, there's depression that comes with it because every day is a struggle. Every day you're fighting to even get out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that comes depression. And so we found a medication that helped with my depression. And as mental health is, there were seasons where things would get better and things would get worse. So right about when we found the right medication for my depression, my anxiety started to get better. So we were like, oh, we found it. This is the medication I need. Six months later, I started spiraling again. Um, but we, I pushed through that medication trial to find the right medication for my depression. So it was kind of just finding the right medication for that side and not having to deal with depression again um, was kind of the goal. But it kind of definitely didn't help in the long run with anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, so anxiety, I kind of just left alone and let do its thing, which probably not the best decision, in honesty, <laughs> but I just let it kind of run its course for a couple more years. Okay. How would you say that having anxiety and depression affected your overall childhood experience? I, oh, when I was younger, around five, I was the most carefree child mm -hmm. that didn't give a care what anyone thought. I was the happy go-go, playing with dolls, dragging my brother into every game that I played, mm -hmm. just having a blast constantly. Um, and then age seven, I became the child that hid in the corner and like didn't want to talk to anybody couldn't order anything um i actually recently just had someone come up to me and say hey i don't know if you remember me or not of course there's always those stories like oh i knew you when you were young yeah. but they came up to me and they said um i don't know if you remember me but i remember you being the quiet girl in the corner and just seeing you now is just so crazy because mm -hmm. like i was always the kid who didn't talk to anyone um and just basically i the best way to put it is my childhood was stolen from me mm -hmm. because i was the most happy carefree child and then all of a sudden i couldn't even function mm -hmm. as a kid as a normal kid um so the best way to describe it is it was pretty much stolen from me from anxiety okay. so. so from age 12 to age 17 now how has that mental health journey progressed have you can i know we've already talked about medication but are, have you still um, do you consider yourself to be healed through medication or is it still a journey for you? It's 
I feel like anxiety is always going to be a bit of a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Around age 14, I had my first ever season of severe, severe anxiety Mm -hmm. where I was literally in the fetal position all day long. Mm -hmm. And I was having multiple anxiety attacks a day, panic attacks regularly. Um, And it was just really, really bad. Like every little thing I was feeling panicked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that lasted for about three months. And I, having anxiety surrounding medication, I wanted to find the most natural way to help with anxiety as possible. Mm -hmm. So I started cutting out anything that could be causing anxiety in my diet. Mm -hmm. So that included soy, peanuts, gluten, dairy, sugar. And I went two years without eating sugar, dairy, and gluten. And it was rough. (laughs) Um, More on why I'm no longer doing that in a second. Um, But it helped and it got me out of that three month season of why I was like, it helped. My body was reacting to foods and it was causing me to have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so it got me out of that, but I was still having anxiety on a regular daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, I, at two years, I was recently traveling in Oklahoma and I was with some friends and they were all just eating cookies and they were eating junk food. And I was so sick of just watching people eat junk food. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat it. And I don't even care how I feel. So I like just ate it and like forced my body, not the best thing to do, but I <laughs> forced my body to be used to it. Cause I was just sick of eating no sugar and no gluten and dairy. Yeah. But that's kind of my story with eating healthy. Um, Cause for two years I was like, strict no sugar no dairy no gluten Mm -hmm. um which is hard yeah like it's hard (laughs) especially as a teenager who just wants to like eat pizza yeah Um, yeah but the back to the anxiety story i basically was still after cutting out all the possible allergens that were causing me to have anxiety i was still having anxiety on a daily basis. So I went to a doctor and was like, hey, like, I really need medication. Mm -hmm. Like, I need help. Um, And so they gave me some medication to take on a daily basis that kind of just helped day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that worked for a year. And then 16 years rolls around and I spiral again Mm -hmm. and I go back into it. And we call the doctor up. I'm in the fetal position. My dad's like, we need to like you need help. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like laying on the couch, sobbing my eyes out. My dad calls the doctor and they basically said, you need to take her to the emergency room. We can no longer help her. And that was a dark moment because like, I'm panicking. I need help. I need them to say like, oh, just take an extra pill. Like you're going to be fine. And they straight up said like, she's past what we can help. You need to take her to the emergency room. And that was the moment where I was like, wow, like, something needs to change Mm -hmm. obviously um so we went to a different doctor and he was able to help he prescribed me medication but I chose not to take it for two months after getting prescribed medication because I was just too scared Mm -hmm. um just with having a fear of medication um and not wanting to take the medication because of like side effects and what was going to happen when I took it. Um, and so I finally was able to take the smallest little sliver that did absolutely nothing for me (laughs) to just show myself that like, it wasn't going to hurt me. Um, and I went to therapy for a couple months to kind of help me get to that point. Um, and 
I truly believe that finding a good therapist for you is like going to help you a lot. Um, Because having gone to so many therapists before that just didn't work with how I function as a human, Mm -hmm. like it's not going to help you at all. Um, So just finding the therapist that understands like how you work and how your brain works and functions is really helpful. So she was able to help me and something that she told me is that the medication, think of it as like a little soldier going into your body. And that like helped me so much when like, um, when it took, when it came to like swallowing the pill, thinking of it as a little soldier who's going to go in and fight all the bad stuff. And that's like so childish, but it helped me so much. Just like to picture the medication as a little soldier, just fighting away at the bad stuff. Yeah. And like, it was nothing more. It wasn't going to hurt me. It was just a little soldier fighting for me. Um, And that was just, so I just was able to swallow the tiniest little sliver and then things started to get better from there. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so you've mentioned therapy, you mentioned medication. Is there anything else that really helped you during this time and the struggle throughout, I guess, throughout your whole childhood, it, like a strong family or support system or a group of friends that you could talk to about it? Definitely. I truly rely on my friends, my family, and my faith. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three things that I rely on. Um, Cause I truly believe there was a moment where I was in my bathroom, the first spiral that I had. And I looked up to heaven and I said, Jesus, how dare you forget me? Mm-hmm. And it was this moment where he was like, I didn't child you. I still love you. I'm still going to be there with you. I'm still getting you through this. Mm -hmm. And I truly would not be alive today. I would have given up a long time ago if it wasn't for Jesus. Um, And it was, if it wasn't for the strong family that I have pushing me to Jesus and it wasn't for the strong friends that I have who walk me through every day. I have friends who also struggle with anxiety and it's just so fun to like rant to them and just be like, Hey, like I had a rough day and for them to sit there and be like, I understand. It's yeah. so helpful. Um, so finding the friends that are going to push you closer to Jesus and help you through the dark spots. is just really important for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and telling your, your story and for providing hope for those who may have been in a situation that you were um, or may be in a situation that you were in um, and just being a voice of, of light and hope for those listening. Thank you so much. Um, to our listeners, uh, if you have a story and you would like to be interviewed, please email us um, at listenandlove at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, and thank you so much, Aiden, for coming on and telling us your story. That was beautiful. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you all for listening. And we hope that this encourage you, encourages you to listen and love this week. <laughs>